when you're in survival mode, you're not really thinking about much. I lived second by second. I'm like, I survived this second. Let's survive the next second. From Outside Magazine, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a climber comes to terms with her own mortality and becomes stronger than ever. After this. My name is Fabia Dubik. I see myself as an athlete, first and foremost, but I'm also a physician. And I am pretty energetic. I smile a lot. I smile even when I'm terrified. So people think I'm always having a good time, even though like I'm not. I was a second year med student in Cleveland, Ohio. I exercise six days a week. I rock climb six days a week. And that was pretty much what my life revolved around was going to the gym. When I started not feeling that great, I just thought, oh, I'm really stressed because I'm taking boards. But then after boards, the symptoms didn't improve and they were worsening. I actually had to stop climbing because it made me too weak. I started getting more injuries that I didn't get before. And then eventually, I just couldn't raise my arms up. Like if I raised my arms, my oxygen was shut off. So I would try to like even warm up and I'd be like, <gasps> and people would ask like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. Like I can't even, I can't even get on the wall without feeling like I'm about to die. So there was actually a commercial on TV for the Cleveland Clinic that said, next day appointments. So I made a ton of next day appointments with every single doctor I could even think to call. And they did an x-ray and they found a 13 centimeter mass in my chest. The size of a very large grapefruit. And I am a small person. Once we found the mass, which was devastating, I was put in like a small room and all the doctors did like a funeral procession into the room I was in. And when they came in looking all sad and depressed, I knew that it wasn't good news. And they told me like, well, you have cancer, but we don't know what type. You need to have a biopsy. It took several biopsies and after every surgery, I had life-threatening side effects. My lungs collapsed or like fluid developed all around my heart. Just trying to get the diagnosis nearly killed me. After spending a month in the hospital, the pathologist finally came up with a diagnosis of advanced stage Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was on the chemo for six months, but I was in the hospital before that. And I was bedridden during that whole time. I couldn't feed myself really. Like my boyfriend, now husband, he had to take care of me. I was so weak because they cut my chest. So that's why I couldn't use my arms. And with the port in my leg, I couldn't use my legs. I only had one functioning limb. 
I felt like I was lost because I was like, who am I without being able to do sports? And I didn't know if I'll ever be able to go back to being an athlete. So I was just like, I kind of gave up. It's like, just kill me. I told my husband, then boyfriend, just just end it. And he's like, nope, <laughs> not going to do that. And I'm very thankful he, he did it. But I had to think of a reason to go on. And I was like, well, what do you love in life? And I was like, well, I really, really love climbing. And if I get through this, I want to climb like to my heart's content. After I did my recovery, it changed the way I made my decisions in life. My decision protocol became more like, will this help me become a better climber, yes or no? When I first returned to the climbing gyms eight months later after I finished my treatment, I couldn't climb because like, I was so weak that it took me months to be able to climb a V0. And just for reference, a V0 is set for anyone off the street to be able to come and climb. And that was very disappointing. I was like, whoa, I came back to climbing and I actually can't even do a single easiest climb here. But I came back and I came back again. And I remember the point where I finally got up the V0. Getting to the top, I was so happy. I was like, oh, yes, it meant that I could finally climb again. I even chose my residency based on the climbing. I was looking for residencies that were in locations that had really accessible outdoor climbing. So (laughs) when I was in residency, people would ask, like, why do you climb so much? Because, I mean, we would work 100 hours a week sometimes, 120 hours a week. Like, how are you still training when you're working so many hours? And I would say that that is what keeps me going. That's why I get out of bed. Like, climbing is, is me. All I wanted to do was to return to my previous fitness level. I kind of focused on training. And I wanted to climb my pre-cancer project. It was a V5 at Cooper's Rock called Helicopter. And so I trained and trained for that. And about a year later, I climbed Helicopter in my wedding dress because I really, really loved my wedding dress. And I just didn't know any other way to, to use it. So I thought it would make for beautiful pictures. And I got on it and I sent it. And I could not believe, I was like, one year after I started climbing, I am actually stronger than I was pre-cancer. I was like, I could not do this before. I can do it now. Every year that we are married, I climb in my wedding dress, the grave of the years we've been married. So last year, I climbed a V8 in my wedding dress. This year, I have to climb a V9. I'm hoping that we stayed married long enough for me to figure out a new system because eventually I'm going to run out of grades. (laughs) 
live every single day as if you don't have a tomorrow because you may not have a tomorrow a lot sooner than your peers. And that's how I live my life. It's a little bit exhausting, but I have packed so much into every single day that like, if I got cancer tomorrow or got hit by a bus, I would know that I have lived life to the fullest, that I have probably lived like three lives already. <laughs> Dr. Favia Dubik is a professional rock climber, physician, and cancer survivor. She has competed in America Ninja Warrior twice. Learn more about her on her website, drfavia.com. That's D-R-F-A-V-I-A dot com. You can also follow her on Instagram at felinefavia. This episode was produced by Stephanie Aguilar. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.